Welcome to Lipstick Fitties, a beauty podcast. I'm your host, Atlanta makeup artist and content creator, Rachel Rose Mazza. I created this podcast to have unfiltered conversations about all things beauty. We're chilling with my friends and colleagues from all over the world in all different walks of life. This goes way beyond the glossy facade of social media. Sometimes we don't get to know the personalities behind the people who create with their heart and soul. I'm talking to everyone from pro makeup artists to beauty enthusiasts, from influencers to entrepreneurs, and everyone in between. Lipstick Biddies is a community we're building that is truly interactive with you listeners. So if you're someone who wants to learn some shit, get inspired, and have a good-ass time, this podcast is for you. Who are the faces behind the faces? Keep listening to find out. Hello, biddies. Welcome back to the Lipstick Biddies podcast for a very special episode. Y'all, we are coming in hot for Halloween and we are talking about some really important things. And so this is a very long episode. I'm going to keep the intro short and sweet. Oh, I'm going to try to because we, we all know how this usually happens. So first of all, vote, vote, vote. Early voting is open in many states. If you vote and you send me a sticker, I will send you, uh, sorry, not send me a sticker. Send me a picture of your voting sticker in my DMs and I will mail you a Lipstick Biddies sticker. Here in Georgia, you can vote early until the November 4th and election day is November 8th. Please, 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 please vote. I am putting a link in the bio. And last chance for birthday sticker bundles. It ends on the 31st. Check it out at lipstickbiddies.com. Of course, love all you patrons who support me. Patreon.com slash lipstickbiddies if you'd like to join us for our October virtual meetup, which is going to be this coming Saturday. And of course, if you love something in this episode, if you learned something, please take a screenshot, repost it. I owe you guys so much gratitude. We are charting in the United States. We're in the hundred top 100 beauty and fashion podcasts in the United States. And it's all because of you guys spreading the word and do like doing these reposts and talking about the podcast is what helps this community grow. And I cannot t- thank you enough. I love you all. Let's get into the episode. I think I did good. So our guests today are, yes, more than one. Paige Rabinowitz, you can find her on Instagram at Paige Rab Artistry and Christina Vita at Christina Vita underscore artistry. First of all, wish Christina a very happy birthday. It is her birthday today and we are having a really, really good roundtable discussion on how to keep yourself and your clients safe and happy and not in the hospital this Halloween and no lawsuits. <laughs> So we're talking about prep for all of your special effects makeup, all of all about removers. We're talking about things we wouldn't recommend to use as a beginner or using extreme caution with. We're talking about contacts. We're talking about different types of blood. Spoiler alert, not all blood is meant for your mouth or your eyes, y'all. And be careful with contacts. We are talking about all that good stuff and more. We hope that this gives you some more information and guidance as to where to start your special effects journey. There are so many different levels of skill sets needed for special effects and we are not gatekeeping y'all we are just trying to keep you guys safe and we hope you have a happy safe and fun halloween i will talk to you next week enjoy the episode hello and welcome back to the lipstick biddies podcast it is your host rachel here we have a very very special episode today 
It is spooky season. We got to do a Halloween episode, obviously. So I had to bring on two of my favorite biddies, makeup artists, Paige Rabinowitz and Christina Vida. How are you all today? <laughs> hello. Hello. Hi, everyone. Hi. Excited to be here. Yes. So um, we're doing a three-way call. I love doing these three-way calls. It gets a little nutty. <laughs> Bidious, um, you know that I love Halloween. We all love Halloween. Halloween is like a makeup artist, like Christmas. And everybody's always super excited for it. We all like love to do looks on ourselves, love to do looks at home. One thing that I think I've, I've always like brought up in these podcasts here and there is like the importance of safety and um, knowing what you're doing when it comes to special effects makeup. So Paige and Christina, I asked you or got to be here today because I want to have this like round table discussion. So it's going to be a little bit different than like what our usual episodes kind of look like. There's like stuff we got to talk about ladies. There is a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And my hopes and is, is that you guys listen to this episode and you guys know a little bit more about the things that you want to work with, how to work with them um, safely for yourself and for clients and not get sued this Halloween. How about that? Please Save your coins. Save your coins. Avoid a lawsuit. <laughs> She's going to be expensive. So yeah, so basically, you know, I, I feel like I feel like biddies, you have always like a lot of you have like DM me videos of things. I mean, I've seen it. We've seen it on TikTok. We've seen them on Instagram, people using FX makeup improperly or doing improper removals. So first of all, let's kind of like introduce you guys. So for anybody who has not met you all, Paige, you want to go first, let the biddies know a little bit about you, what you do, kind of like what your background is and like your experience with like the FX space. Sure. Do you want the, the long version or the short version? <laughs> Depends on how fast you talk. <laughs> whatever you whatever you want to say. Yeah. My name is Paige. I've been a makeup artist for six plus years. And I'm also a hairstylist, a new hairstylist, which is really cool. I kind of got into that world, not really post-COVID, like during COVID, I guess. But I started out in the makeup industry via effects. I was uh, a film student. I was in film school and I really, really loved effects. And I started out completely self-taught doing short films and haunted houses and whatever I could get my hands on. I just loved it so much. And then it kind of started to snowball and I got really into it. And then I moved to New York after college and I got Still did effects, but got more into the beauty side of things. And then, yeah, I guess that that's the gist. I still do some effects. Uh, I mostly do out of kit now, which is, you know, prose transfers, pre-made prosthetics that I'm painting and working directly on the person, not so much doing shop work or anything mm -hmm. crazy, no character makeup and stuff like that. So it's a lot of injury simulation. I hope that wasn't rambling. <laughs> no, that was great. And you, didn't you just teach a class on this? I did. I taught a fundamentals of effects course actually at the cosmetology school I went to, Paul Mitchell, the school Charlotte. I taught it last year actually. They have like this fundraising season every year. So they let students like teach these little mini classes. So I did an effects one around Halloween and it was so popular. They asked me to come back again this year as an alumni. So I focused a lot on like safety. Like the first half of the class was all on safety, different products to use, and then kind of like 
the do's and don'ts of that, what to mix, what not to mix. And then we got into like basics of bruising because they're familiar with color theory and there's a little bit of color theory in bruising. So that's a great place to start. And then got into like some crochet transfers and working with third degree. So awesome. just very, very basic stuff, yeah. but that's what a lot of people are doing for Halloween. So that's what I'd like yeah. to kind of touch on. Awesome. Awesome. Christina, you want to introduce yourself too? So hi everyone. My name is Christina Vita. I am a makeup special effects artist in New York. I've been doing this for what, about seven years now. For this, I worked in healthcare and I switched careers and I've been, I started off in retail and during that stunt, it was kind of like, you get in that mindset on the East Coast or like in New York, there has to be beauty. It has to be fashion. It has mm -hmm. to be editorial or like bridles the foot, you know, getting your foot in the door. And, you know, I tried and I learned and it just wasn't for me, you know, because it's all like the mental aspect of like how we perceive beauty. And when, while I was working retail, I was working at the shop Krylon. And since they're known for their professional makeup and special effects, that's what opened the door for me. Cause I was already doing like practicing special effects you know, out of kit nonsense on my own, but here I am now with the opportunity to actually learn it properly, you know, apply it properly. And that's pretty much what like launched, it launched it for me. That's what I've been doing ever since. I got pretty damn good that I started teaching the special effects classes at Krylon. I did some teen workshops. That was amazing. Similar to Paige as well, like teaching them the basics. And once I figured out that with special effects, I can start getting into TV and film, mm -hmm. I started working towards my union application. So as of right now, I'm still freelancing and working in the film industry and loving it. Awesome. You know what I just realized? We all kind of started our career around the same time. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Isn't that funny? Yeah. <laughs> no, well, no, it's like, it's, it's, you want to know why it's funny, but it's also like, it's very, pretty amazing how we all like gravitate towards each other and like once we start hearing everybody's backstory and it's like and that's why I like you okay yeah. all right now it's all clicking and it's so funny so like the first time I was introduced to you Christina was because I worked at Cryolon as well like for I was a freelancer for Halloween and mm. I think that we crossed paths or I remember seeing you there or like seeing something about you there and I think I started following you um and you know became more familiar with your work and then Paige we connected I think on Instagram yeah and I'll never forget like my first like I feel like it was like my very first viral video on Instagram I did like a live like right after because I got this huge influx of followers and like did like basically like had people come in guest on the live and you were one of the people and I was like oh cool like and you were someone completely <laughs> random that like I just like met yeah. just from that and it was cool and now like you guys are like people that I talk to I feel like on a regular basis so it's Girl, you got a whole podcast now and I had yeah. but I had no idea too it was so funny because like after I met Paige and like you just started talking Paige then I saw you on set with Christina and I was like I didn't know you guys all knew each other so you all have worked together right we have oh. and Christina and I met like Randomly. we had known each other through Facebook but we like literally missed each other right before COVID at a makeup forever pro store event and then like realized after the fact wait that was you and like we're like yeah. talking on Facebook we were literally at the same event passing each other by she complimented my hair color she yeah. had like a pop was it pop yellow and I was like oh my god you look amazing I gotta go <laughs> but this is a good look and then someone else had your picture online and I was like that we were <laughs> in the same place and we did it. Yeah. And then I think and we like connected more during people. shutdown right after yeah. I had yeah. moved back home. 
yeah, um, yeah. of course that's around the time that I think I did the the live with you also and that was you had like, just moved I just yeah. moved and that's why that live was so great because I was like not in a great space there I had like decided to move home and I thought like my career was over I thought okay I decided to go to hair school I'm like yes I'm just gonna do hair now and that live kind of catapulted me into nah yeah. I'm gonna keep doing this and I'm gonna do both and I can do both can I just so. also say, Paige, because I like know that background of you, because you were work, because you lived in New York and you were a makeup artist in New York City, and then you were forced to move to the South, right, um, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. We're and on then, here. and I remember you were like really bummed out about it, but now you're like flourishing and a hairstylist, like in like the what now going on three years that we've known each other. So like, yeah, that's oh, amazing, and I'm like. It's it's exciting oh. to both of you. Like, um, I just want to add to that. I was listening to your podcast with Terry the other day, and you mentioned you were like, I think that like blue mascara is going to become a thing again. And literally a day later, <laughs> I saw it went viral on TikTok. It, it was right after I recorded, but like not just even that stuff. I remember I recorded something with like Carly Joe, who's a makeup artist oh. in Ohio, and she's big on TikTok as well. She's bridal makeup artist, and during that recording, she was still working a day job. And I was like, we're gonna we're gonna say today that you're like before the end of the year, you're gonna be doing this shit full time, and like a month later, full time. And now she's like back full time. And I'm like, so like literally, if there's anything you want to like happen that you want to like mention during this like <laughs> you know like 45 minutes left we have together like put it out there because some there's some sort of magic magic in this uh this uh, lipstick bitties universe can we just do small not no call no show right <laughs> yes there we go okay awesome and then you guys call me later and say oh my god i just got my invoice paid <laughs> anyways so back to our like roundtable discussion about special effects, Halloween makeup. Halloween is like, like I said, the top of this episode. Everybody fucking loves Halloween. I love Halloween. That's how I like if you guys, uh, Biddy is just for like a little background on me. If you're like new to the podcast or new to me, I actually started like, that's kind of like how my love for makeup even started was character makeup and Halloween makeup. I did my Halloween makeup every single year. My very first professional makeup artistry gig was at a boutique makeup studio in Soho they needed a makeup artist for Halloween and I was like I'll do it so I practiced 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 I was like luck lucky enough that they like gave me a list of my clients and the characters that they wanted so like I was having my friends come over Night King Pop Art you know like the, all those ones that were popular back six years ago but like I'll never forget like I I was using liquid latex on clients and the tissue papers um I was using some scar wax like to make like oh, prosthetics um it's triggering well I think it was it was bad because like I I remember this couple came in and I was they were both like white walkers right and I did like um Game of Thrones people Game of Thrones right so like you know the, the brow <laughs> like eye socket prosthetics that they yeah. would have yep, yep. I basically made that out of scar wax mm -hmm. and like tissue paper right which was all fine and good but I, you know, I had the girl, the other, um, someone else had the guy and she was doing like very much like a face paint that I was doing. I was making her look like scary. And I was just like, 
they don't look like a couple but like i'm just gonna hope she's having a good time <laughs> like i feel like we should have had a conversation but we're invested now <laughs> i'll have to throw up a picture of it anyways so like Ed, how did you guys start with like halloween makeup and like fx makeup is that like always been like a part of your dna as a makeup artist yeah that's how i started i, I mean, mean mine i was always i played around with it never perfect like when i started it wasn't professional it was just me dicking around in the house yeah and then and once i went and got my certificate another artist offered a class a special effect class and i'm sure we'll get into this but what she had offered and how she was offering it was how to do special effects on other people mm -hmm. key not how to do special effects on you on you know like on yourself on another person and what you should be using and she went over all the basics and i was like this is amazing that's where basically what it started and then yeah. once i got home i was living with my parents at the time like i grabbed my brother and i was like i need your arm and then that was literally just it in the dining room, just literally redoing every special effects that I just learned in that class on him. For me, I um, I lived in like a living learning community kind of thing in college, but it was like a, I don't know, alternative one. It was like we were all like either film students or artists or theater students. So we were, we were very quirky um, and we would put on a haunted house every year and I think I was like I think I was a freshman or a sophomore they were like we need someone to you know do special effects makeup and I was like well I'm artistic I I've always liked makeup I guess I'll try this and I like taught myself and yeah. I loved mm -hmm. it and I I want to add I did not teach myself correctly like I, you know we all started I started out self-taught but that's kind of what gave me the bug for special effects and then I was a film student so people were like hey you want to like do this stuff for my short film and I was like well I guess if I'm gonna do this I need to like learn how to do this correctly and safely mm -hmm. so yeah I I wish I had like a class like you had had Christina I really had to just like do my research yeah. and like kind of realize after watching a few YouTube videos I was able to kind of deduce okay this is safe, this is not safe, and then kind of do my research and follow special effects makeup artists and people who were doing actual tutorials to kind of learn the basics and then right. expanded more when I got to New York. But yeah, really wanted to make sure like even just for a short film, I didn't want to be like sending someone to the hospital. <laughs> I didn't start doing like I so I, I did FX makeup like on myself. And then I didn't start doing like uh, some of the stuff like I said at that studio. But so let's like, let's just like dive right into it with like some things that are like common, like things that we usually use, like when we're first starting out with makeup, let's talk about like certain products and ways that we can use them properly, maybe ways that like you've seen them used improperly. And then we'll kind of go into like the more advanced stuff because Biddy is please listen to this full episode because the more advanced stuff is like, honestly, the stuff that's like going viral right now and like that's the stuff that we need to really hone in on because the thing that I want you guys to take away from this episode before we even get into anything is like special effects products, FX makeup, and like this kind of stuff is like no joke. We're not playing with eyeliners. We're not playing with glitter. We're playing with like materials that can like severely like fuck up your your skin. skin. You could go blind. You could yep. go, you could get permanent scarring. Go straight for, to the hospitals where you're going for literally. you or your client. And like, that yep. is why 
we got to talk about this. So let's just jump right into it. So I feel like the basics, like the very first thing that most makeup artists or people getting into this field start playing with is liquid latex, star, scar wax, things like that. Is there any Wait, like ways? Doing this? I got like my whole kit <laughs> yes. right over here. Yes. Right. So like, let's kind of say, I feel like that's what we all start out with is the liquid latex, the scar wax, and then maybe some people like kind of like start off with prosade as well. Um, so I guess let's just like jump off from there. Like, what do you guys feel like is something you've seen that is common that people are doing improperly with it and like ways that we can like use it properly and safely whoever wants to go first <laughs> i think for me the biggest one like um the biggest thing that i Security see that makes me really really nervous when i see people using liquid latex is proper removal people are literally trying to rip it off their skin and it makes me so nervous and i've seen it like viral videos of it yeah it, it looks cool for a viral video but you can literally rip your skin off you can bleed like it's dangerous you need to properly remove it with something oil-based some sort of emollient uh emollient emollient, emollient. um emollient mm -hmm. yeah um don't rip stuff off your skin you just it i don't want people to get injured i think that that is my biggest concern with liquid latex. It's pretty like everyone starts with it because it's it's pretty user friendly and you can get some really cool effects with liquid latex, mm -hmm. but you have to learn how to remove it properly too. I think with the liquid latex, it's just one of those things that everyone's been using over time. Like it's just like, like a you know, like it's everyone's go-to product. Same thing with like freaking Bridget Collodion is stuff that was used in theatrics long ago, you know, like that shit was 1845 for medical use. I think it was well for photography and then someone figured out mm, we could use it in theater but like latex is no different especially so in like the medical field latex allergies is a very common thing with bandages with band-aids i think the catch with something like this latex is a affordable it's any you can get it anywhere whether it's at the makeup store at spirit halloween yeah, yeah, spirit, are popping yeah. up everywhere now but then it's like knowing that latex allergies exist, knowing that now allergies in general are just popping up everywhere, then what do we do? Or like, what does the regular consumer do? Or like the new beginner, the new beginning uh, makeup artist, invest in barrier foam, invest in, I I use, we can get into this, obviously, Rachel, you know, barrier foam is just like a, a, a pre, you know, a product that you put on the skin. And I know it may sound like a lot to like the beginner like oh why do I have to buy this product look you're going to be charging people you're going to be charging people money for this makeup how about you just spend twenty dollars so you don't get hit with a lawsuit or someone popping off on social media mm -hmm. because you didn't take the necessary steps to be careful you know yeah so when also, you say barrier foam we're talking about like something like derma shield right there Yes, Dermashield, ProShield, I And Biddies will just like, just as like a sidebar, I will make a Shop My Shelf list with, or an Amazon list, one of the two that has all the products that we're talking about. So like, yeah, if we want to yeah. be like super specific, that way I can like make a list and that anybody that's like listening can like take notes. It almost comes out like a mousse and then you just rub it onto the skin. Marley skin specifically I like is because it absorbs into the skin. Ooh, have not used that one myself. No way. <laughs> I like this. I like this this displaying action. Wait, with and it's a mousse. Yeah. Same thing, Rachel. With that one that you just showed, does it absorb into the skin? Because I know the Pro Shield sits. I've on never the skin, used it. But... <laughs> <laughs> I bought it this year. It was the first. See, 
this this episode is as much for me as it is for the listeners because I've never used I have been doing some stuff improperly. I've never good taken the classes. Like my no, lesson, no, but good my, for you that you have Pro Shield. I think is similar to Mayron makes a barrier spray. I have it, that too. Um, sits on the oh, skin yes. like a film. But see, that's the thing that I don't like the stuff that sits on the skin. I like right. it, it to be. You know what I'm saying? But like that's because how I paint. Everybody is different. This is Molly's skin. This is a wee bit of a mousse. I will say that the Pro Shield has a has a um, aroma, if you will, that is stings the nostrils. Not a fan. Marley skin doesn't have a scent, so you know people won't think that there's rotten eggs in the room. But I mean, liquid latex also has a scent. That's something yeah. else about mm. liquid latex. Is there's some like, especially some of the less expensive brands, there's some major fumes that. Yeah, come yeah, yeah. Something else to keep in mind. Invest in a not- fan. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Some ventilation. Please yeah. open a window and I get it. New York, maybe you don't got windows. Please get a fan. If you're a makeup artist, invest in a mini fan. Oh my Lord, Jesus. Keep it. Just come on. Have you smelled it? You're putting it on somebody's face. Give them a fan. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so, also patch testing. Sorry. Okay. Yes. Patch testing. That's what I wanted to get into. Cause I also, I might mention things. I don't remember if it's a conversation I had with either of you or someone else, possibly someone to- told me that like, if you have a banana allergy, a lot of times that you could get, you could be allergic to latex. I don't know if that's like a thing thing, but like you always want to be patch testing latex. Please don't make me text my doctors right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what someone was saying. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't like look into it, but we always want to be patch testing everything that's like FX related. And the other thing is if you're working on people, like for example, like me doing the haunt makeup where these kids, like you're doing their, the prosthetic three nights in a row, it's the same scare actor three nights in a row. What ends up happening is if you're not like removing it properly, which we'll talk about removers right after this. If you're not removing it properly at the end of the night, you're literally ripping off that like first layer of skin, which is usually like dead skin. Like it doesn't really matter. Usually like the first time you do it. And if you're doing it like once a month, your skin regenerates, right? It's like not that big of a deal, but the problem lies if you're doing it three nights in a row, you peel it off the first night. Okay. The second night you're putting it on completely fresh skin. So what well, happens if yeah. the sec- yeah, the second night you're like fucking you're really fucking the skin up and you could like rip yeah, like you're like then ripping off like fresh skin. So what is the best kinds of remover to use for liquid latex? I mean, if if we're talking about super budget, you're starting off, go to the supermarket and get some mineral oil. Yeah. Okay. Maybe oil mineral if- oil. And if you want to splurge, uh, go to a pro makeup store. And if you really just want to all in one, get some what bond off or isopropyl mystrate. Yeah. Isopropyl mystrate, I have an entire huge bottle. I get it from Alcone here in the city. Like it's just my all in one, especially if it's like, you know, somebody has to run off set, transfer's leaving, removal, something to that. Like just invest in that. And it has no fragrance and bond off has i think an orange fragrance to it if i remember correctly so yeah yeah so i really like isopropyl murosate and then out of kit also makes one that's basically isopropyl murosate but it's yes. a little more expensive well but yeah i like this stuff i thought i, I like how we're IPM all like here. rumming through like our kits right yeah. now like yeah i thought i had ipm with me so like yeah you'll also hear it like just referred to as like ipm but um you could take like a little q-tip so ipm is also great if you're using something like Prozade, which I feel like is the upgrade 
from latex. So like prosade comes in and, and spirit gum. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk Mm -hmm. about, let's talk about spirit gum and prosade. So like, I feel like for people listening, if this, if this helps break it down, the reason why we get worried when we start talking about special effects is because people use the term very loosely, right? So when we say special effects, a lot of people just embody everything underneath like that one umbrella. So it's like, it could be just character paint with just your regular makeup, or it can be blood and prosthetics and adhesives and glues. If you are going into the prosthetics and the glues and the adhesives, you need to be asking your client or your friend, whoever, because if you care about these people, you're going to be asking them, do they have any allergies? Do they have any sensitivities? You're going to make sure you're going to check in on them when you're doing this makeup. You're going to give them maybe a little goodie bag to make sure that they can remove this makeup because that's what you should be doing. Now, if you're not messing with the adhesives and the glues and you're just sticking to your makeup, you know, you're, you know, utilizing your lip liners, your eyeliners, your eyeshadows, your cream paints, your setting sprays, all that stuff you've already got in your kit. You don't got to stress about all the, the, you know, the sensitivities and things like that because you're not messing with any of that stuff. So if that helps break down, like for your listeners, like, don't get me wrong, you can do special effects either way. The thing is, is that if you're going to start dabbling and delving into the adhesives and the things that actually can damage someone, do yourself the credit of, of getting into the safety like even before you commit to a job or to commit to a client, even commit to the, let me try this, try it, but try it right. And the alcohol-based makeup, I totally Ooh. forgot. And I was just like, yeah. that's another thing that I feel like people use like when they're first beginning and you don't realize yep. like that's something you really have to talk your client through. That shit is really rough on the skin. Don't use what- it near the eyes. Do not use it near the eyes. We used it by the eyes for the... <laughs> for the hot makeup because you're using like airbrush can't really like help it but like we would give them literally like shave it you give them shaving cream at the end of the night to get yeah. to get it mm-hmm. off yes. um so you want to make sure that like if you're not working that into your pre- like because like what regular like m- most have shaving cream but like let's not assume like i don't know you could get like something really cheap from cvs for five dollars to give them like a bottle the barbasol. of barbasol Barbasol, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that way that they can like go home with it, or you're making sure that they go home with like the IPM to take things off. Maybe like write up like a little instructional thing about yes. what you used and like yes. the steps to take it off because Halloween happens every year. So don't you want that client coming back to you if it's like someone that's like a private client and don't you want them like yes. referring people? You don't want them to go home and be like, the fuck, what the fuck is yes. this on my face? <laughs> Biddies, you've heard me so many times raving about how incredible my Patreon community is. And I want to tell you guys about it because it is the best way to support your girl, the HBIC, as we build this Lipstick Biddies community up worldwide. You all want to support me. I appreciate that. It is so much work to run this podcast. It is a one-woman show. We are just starting to up-level with new things like editors and all these crazy things that I'm finally getting to pay for because of the support of my Patreon and I cannot thank you enough. So the Patreon is amazing because you get to support me with a small monthly donation starting at $5 a month. Biddies, that is less than the price of a lipstick and you get something in return as a thank you from me to you. You get monthly bonus episodes. You get a merch pack. You get a podcast shout out. You get monthly meetups. You get makeup classes. It is incredible. There are different tiers 
pick whichever one's right for you. It is the best way to support me and also connect with biddies around the world, both pro makeup artists and beauty enthusiasts, and also have a little bit more of an intimate experience with your girl. I love my patrons. If it weren't for them, I wouldn't be here talking to you right now. It truly is the best way to help grow this community, and I appreciate all of you so much. Check the link in the show notes or just go to patreon.com slash lipstickbiddies. Thanks, biddies, and see you in the Patreon. But that's the right, but isn't that the thing? Like everything you everything you just said, Rachel, is is spot on. Like if you're doing this, and again, these are for the people that you know you guys are trying out, or like let's say you're diving into special effects. Why wouldn't you take that extra step? Talk to your client, talk to this person. This again, this person's paying you, so you need to come correct. So why not take the extra step? Talk to them. Okay, so what's the look you want to do? Okay, you want to do a skull. Okay, so what are you comfortable with? Because let me tell you right now how many special effects clients I've gotten that want to do X, Y, and Z and transform me into God knows what, but don't glue anything to my face. Ma'am, meet me halfway. What am I doing here? <laughs> you have to have these conversations before. So then that way you're prepared too, because your client might want all this stuff. And then you start brainstorming with them and maybe they're not even okay with adhesive. They're not okay with prosthetics, blood. Don't you dare put that on me. And as frustrating as that might be, but now it's making your job easier because you know how to prepare for the job. So take that extra step, ask those questions before you show up to the job. So you know what you're getting into. You know what to tell your client, like, okay, this is gonna wash right off with soap, you're good. Or you want this whole character paint to stay. This is what I'm using to make sure that it stays. It's gonna stay on for all, you know, all night. As soon as you're done with your five clubs and drinking, when you go home, these are the removers you're gonna use. And the skin prep out, or not the skin prep, the post skin care for whatever else that you've been using on the skin. Take the extra step. Why not? Why I also want to add to that. Uh, sorry, I did not mean to interrupt you, Christina. Oh, um, bro, go on, please. I wanted to add to that when you're having that initial conversation with your client, ask them if they're on any topical acne medications or oral acne medications. And this is something I didn't think about until actually I was in cosmetology school because with waxing, if someone is on Accutane, Accutane or any type of retinol, you can literally, like you can cause a lot of damage and that layer of skin can come off. So the same thing can happen with any adhesive or latex or something like that. So if your client's like, I want all these prosthetics and this and this, but they have been on Accutane for a year and a half or use a retinol every night, you have to weigh the risks and tell them what can happen or just like say, you know what, I'm not comfortable yep. doing that because X, Y, and Z. Please Page. carry business insurance. <laughs> Please carry Talk business insurance. Skincare. Yes. <laughs> so what what would be like um a good like post skincare, like regardless of like what you're if you're doing it on yourself or you're doing it on a client, <clears> what are <throat> some things that you recommend? us to do after this kind of makeup to like really tend to your skin the anything that's going to kind of restore that skin barrier because you're using especially if you're using alcohols is really drying so some sort of barrier cream moisturizer like i think first aid beauty has um, oh the repair cream is super nice. the repair heavy. cream yep. or the cicaplast by la roche posay God, I hope I didn't butcher that French. Um, no, no, you got it. You nailed it. <laughs> because it's going to be a really hydrating cream. No matter how much prep or barrier spray you take before using some of these harsher products, it's still, you know, they're harsh products. It's not the kindest to the skin. So mm -hmm. making sure you're kind of restoring that barrier afterwards. 
Okay, you got to reintroduce the love back into the skin. I, I like to use a, now maybe I'm going to butcher a name, Avene. Oh, I yeah. think it is. Yeah. So they have like a heavy cream love. Um, and it's that, I feel like it's the heavy cream that really just, it does the trick. Um, and B3, squalene all the yes. way. Yeah. Put so those little well. babies in a little dropper and it's here, go with, yeah. here, enjoy. So um, as far as if you're doing this kind of makeup in film, you're remove. it's our job as the makeup artist to remove it. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And that's usually yep. built into your like time, the removals. We Suggested. even, even at, even at like, <laughs> I, I don't work a film. I don't know. So we would have to do the removals. We were not like, allowed I need to two let hours. them leave. Mm-hmm. We'll like, give you 10. They couldn't even leave with it on, like with a face paint on, even if they didn't have the prosthetics, we still had to give them like, literally they're all teenagers. Yeah. They all line up and we're like squirting Barbasol into their hands, handing out the water wipes and shit. Um, they couldn't leave without it off. <laughs> I have literally chased after people with bond off <laughs> because people, especially when you're working on like lower budget films or like a student film, people are like, Oh, this is cool. I want to like go home and like, show people or scare people do they need to be like no sit your butt down i'm going to take this yeah. off or yeah. give them some remover and step-by-step instructions yeah a lot of the time it's you just corralling or like trying to like wrangle them back to the chair a lot of the times they'll leave with it like they'll pass you by or it's just taking it off on like it's like three of us like taking it off like somebody's on the prosthetic somebody else is on blood it's like wipes paintbrushes everybody just peeling stuff off just to make sure that everybody gets off the clock as soon as possible or makes yeah. a transfer van as soon as possible mm-hmm. yes i've been left behind no makeup artist left behind except for Paige. <laughs> r.i.p <laughs> almost twice oh no i i feel bad <laughs> well you're here Can to we go back tale. to the to the retin yes okay so for people that are listening this is what's going to happen we're going to things are going to get branched off because it all gets tied in. But going back to what Paige said about asking client about like the, the skin treatments and if they're on retinades and stuff, the same thing applies if you've been out drinking the night before. Oh yeah. Yes. That's, uh, that is some real, real stuff that not an, like not a lot of people talk about. Same thing with hair products, alcohol, like you want me to put an, a ball cap and your hair is not clean and you have some sort of alcohol something in your hair your pores are reeking you know alcohol's coming out your pores nothing's gonna stick to you all the preps in the world nothing's gonna stick to you ball cap's gonna rip right in half can i add to that the hair part really quick because let's go let's go i didn't think (laughs) about that if your hair was just processed with lightener keep it adhesive far from the hairline because that is very prone to to breakage yeah that's something i'm gonna start asking clients like yeah. last, like if we're using adhesives or like bald cap or prosthetics near the hairline like when's the last time you had your hair process your hair yeah yep. because it's fragile and you don't want to so let's talk about um like a step up from liquid latex let's talk about prosaid i feel like prosaid is usually like the next step i feel like i wish i f- found prosaid sooner because it's like more gentle it smell it's like a medical so pro- prosaid is a medical adhesive it comes in like a liquid yeah. it comes in a cream um that's typically <clears throat> what you would use for prosthetics it's oh, expensive yeah. so that's why people usually use like latex as the first option but 
again, prosade, the most important thing about you have to use like IPM, something to like dissolve it, to get it off. Don't want to be ripping prosade off. Do you like, I feel like prosade is almost like the safer option of the two, or is it just like different? Like, what do you, what, what are you guys thoughts on prosade? I think what it is, is it's spiricum is where you start. Latex is the step up and then prosade and then talisus is going to be like the up there but prosade is oh my gosh it's like everybody's favorite and then until somebody accidentally puts it in their eyebrow and then they don't know how to take it out or purposely puts it in their eyebrow a lot of people do it on purpose like i've done it it was awful <laughs> on purpose for what? yes because your brow to block my brows yes ma'am because i was i took a course that literally they told but they told me i'm gonna have to take a screenshot of this no because the thing because the thing is your girl has really fucking thick really wiry brows and that is what a lot of drag queens use and it was like a you know it was like a webinar and it was like a drag makeup and it was and literally they were like use prosine and i did it was just i had it was to get it off was like a lot of work because anything you won't want to get it like in your hair and I even said that I was like I really don't want to put it in my hair but it, it did work <laughs> that stuff if it okay, gets in so your here's, hair okay. here's, 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 oh my lord we should have made this a drinking game <laughs> the, I want, I'm gonna take a screenshot of like when I said that both of you were like covering your mouths like with the eyes wide so here's here's my question and this isn't and you know we're not gonna we're not gonna throw shade or, or anything like that but it, it is a safe space but it's also man okay so listen blocking your brows right so before you did this did you use uh like a brow wax or oh, yeah, I've a tried brow everything. stick no 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 before putting the prosade no that's the, that's the first step some sort of barrier they did not tell me that you see what I'm saying? Like, ah, uh, like my legs are shaking right now. Because <laughs> like, I've just tried, I've tried the glue. I've tried, the, I've tried everything. Like nothing works when I like need to block my brows because my brows are like a, a guy's brows. Like you have a full brow. You have a full Very brow. thick, very wiry and coarse. You could have my nair brow. Do you want this <laughs> Ursula brow? But yeah, no, they, that's funny. No, they did not. They did not tell me. They did not tell me yeah. to use a barrier. So continue. What would you do? differently <laughs> i mean you could just get brow blockers they sell that, that. You know, yeah they just sell that by itself it'll save you time but to do to oh man so do we over there so it's basically like a little stick it's wax comb up your brow yada yada keep it straight blah 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 once that's there powdered and then you go in with the prosade it'll get flat it'll hide all your hair but the whole point of doing the wax first is a so that your hair stands up straight and then it also kind of just protects the hair when you do the prosade on top which mm -hmm. thank god you did not lose your brows well, I'm, I have the staring at, I'm, I'm staring at your brows right now like okay well, okay. I did. I did the crusade <laughs> remover. I like soaked it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I really like let it soak like with the cotton pad. I like, it was like very, it took a long time because I knew I was like, if I try to rush this, I'm gonna fuck up my brows. So I'm here today to tell the tale with very full brows still. And that was a year ago. And <laughs> they're there. They're there. No guys. issues. They're there. And they're, beautiful. they're there. We see them. Mine are gone. Mine been gone since 96. They gone. <laughs> see, so this is an important conversation and I'm sure we'll talk about it later 
but it's it's these education things that we offer to folks you know like it's a very slippery slope and it's not saying that someone's the wrong way or the right way or something to that effect but they're like just because you know one way to do it perhaps give yourself pause before you start teaching stuff does that make sense because like even me when I was teach when I started teaching the dynamic was to teach to sell products okay so then I got to practice with the products okay well I don't I don't like these products I'm not comfortable selling this to people okay but we need you to sell this I understand that but if I do this someone's gonna get hurt <laughs> because the product doesn't work and that's the like this comes into the part like us being accountable for the stuff that we put out there into this industry like how are we supposed to enrich the industry when we're doing shit half-ass right right kind of bouncing sorry off that, that was that was a tangent because girl if you would have lost those brows because of somebody else <laughs> No, it's important to talk about kind of jumping off of that. Also, I think was I, was I talking to both of you about this yesterday, how like kind of being accountable. I know where my skill level is with special effects and I know, okay, I am a out of kit special effects artist. So when people ask me, hey, do you want to teach this class for X, Y, and Z? I'm like, okay, I'm only comfortable teaching the fundamentals, A, because that's what people need to know and B, because I know my skill set is still intermediate and this is what I'm comfortable teaching. And if I try to teach something more advanced, you know, I, I could hurt someone, you know? So I know what I know and I'm not going to pretend that I know more than that. A to protect myself and B to protect others. Absolutely. And same thing with me. That's why like, I I say, I'm like, this is my skill level. And if I'm trying new shit, it's going to be on myself, not on a client, not on a talent, not taking a job, if I do take a job with something that I don't know how to do, you bet your ass I'm going to be like practicing with my friend who does yeah. that in union. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we can't yeah. just like, you can't wing it is no. basically, you can't just like, you cannot wing it. Right. this is not like a fake it till you make it type of, type of thing. Please. Even but things even that, like going to like the makeup, like, sure. Like if you're going to stick to the eyeshadows and the lip liners and stuff, go crazy. But if you're coming over here to Spiritum Prosade land, tread lightly. Right. Even like, I mean, but even like things like glitter, for example, which I feel like I've gone Ah. back and forth, you know what I mean? Cosmetic grade glitter versus cosmetic grade glitter. Mm-hmm. like or did I just say that twice uh non you, you know like mm-hmm. non-cosmetic grade glitter versus cosmetic grade I'm not using stuff that is not cosmetic grade on my clients like and if I'm using it on myself I'm gonna be given a disclaimer I had a product go viral twice that is not cosmetic grade and I had to make a whole video about it because I was like I don't want someone to buy this use it on their eyes Ooh. have issues and then be like well Rachel was like promoting it and I'm like you know I love this product before it went viral, I didn't know that I didn't read. So let's talk about yeah. like reading. Yeah. Blood is one of those things that you gotta read the um, instructions. So like, you know, not all blood is created equal guys. There's, there's different types of blood, different consistencies of blood. There's different like thicknesses and like drying blood versus like wet blood and eye blood and mouth blood. But like, Let's talk about let's talk about blood really quick because I feel like um, that's also something that's going to be a part of most people's Halloween costume. And I'm just holding something right here. It's Ben Nye Stage Blood. It's called it's a zesty mint. And on the back, you got to read. It says that is authentically simulates fresh blood and it is safe for use in the mouth. Okay, 
you got to read the labels and make sure it's something that's safe for the mouth. If it's safe for the mouth, that doesn't mean it's safe for the eyes. So we're not going to be putting the zesty mint by our eyes, right? So like the one of the videos that I recently sent you guys was about eye blood from Krylon, which is safe for eyes, but it was someone touching an <coughs> eyedropper onto their eye. Yep. And luckily it was like someone responding to it being like, this is not what you want to do. So like, let's talk, let's talk about blood. Let's talk about blood. Do you see like things oh. like improperly used like that often or do people read? <laughs> Have you had do an experience, people, bad experience? <laughs> do people read? No, they don't no. read. Paige, okay, let's start with the eye blood. You go. So I think the, the basis of that in terms of the eye blood with that video, like the concern with touching the dropper to the eye is the same concern we have with like touching the dropper of serums to the face. You are yep. taking, it's touching the eye. So you're getting bacteria or whatever, or anything old makeup that is on the eye. And then you're putting that back in the bottle and it's contaminating the whole product Bye. throw that thing in the trash. Because if that person for some reason had conjunctivitis or a sty or staph, you could literally you give that to your next client. When I worked at Krylon, it was like a big thing with the eye blood. Halloween every freaking year, every freaking year. <laughs> all the all the young, you know, just starting out. I want the eye blood. Somebody on on some social media used it, and it's like again, it's when you're like, am I a retail associate or I'm a makeup artist? Okay, I I am willing to sell you this, but just meet me halfway. Listen to the words that are coming out of my mouth. Once you open this. It's only good for 30 days. Yes. The bottle is what, $26, $28 or something? You're using it for Halloween, for a couple of drops. I'm just saying, if you've got $30 to drop for two or three drops, knock yourself out. Think about like mascara. If you are wearing special effects contacts, guess what you're not doing? Is putting eye blood or eye drops in your eyeball while you're wearing contacts. Because that is the first rule. Whether you're wearing regular daily contacts, your vision, or special effects contacts. Do not put any of these drops in your eyeball. That is the first thing that they say. My God. What will happen? <laughs> what will happen if you do it? Is it going to fuck up sure the contact or is it going to like fuck up your vision or both? It depends. It could, it depends on the make of the contact. So usually it'll stain your contact and then your vision is shot. Or because now we order our contacts from every which way and whoever sells it from wherever place. So whatever the contact's made out of, if it reacts to the eyedropper, then who knows what's going to happen to your mm, eye. Yeah. I can only speak for the contacts because yes, me, Christina, when I tried it, guess what Christina had on? Contacts. contacts. <laughs> I've had eye blood in the past, you know, when I was learning, uh, stain my contacts. And I'm like, huh, mm. why is everything tinted red? <laughs> why are my yeah. eyes burning? Yeah. Because it, we did the stupid yeah. shit and we're here to talk to you about it's it. So don't. <laughs> Yeah, you don't. Right. And in case anybody wants to charge you money for it, don't do it either. <laughs> it's not worth the video. Like it's not worth no. it for the video. No. Just like you can even like correct me if I'm wrong, but the eye blood, you don't need to put it like directly in your eye, right? Like the thing is that you could just put it around your eye area and not worry about it blinding you. Right. No, you could do it in the well and then right that's literally you're supposed to do it like this and drop it. No see here's the catch. What that is is that it it just sheds light on that no we as people don't know how to put in eye drops. <laughs> so <laughs> think about it's it. True. Like, how do you put, how do you put your Visine eye drops? If, if you tell me that you're doing your Visine eye drops like this in your eyeball, then there's the problem. Yeah. You know, true. but also so, there, 
There was something else, though, besides the hydroxyl. You were talking about something, you read something about it can cause, like, a suction vacuum reaction. Oh, yeah. Well, so I want to do, I do want to talk about contacts, but I do want to just, like, round out a little discussion about the blood. blood. Um, Yes, yes, yes. Also, so we're not going to put blood in our eyes that isn't meant for eyes. We're also not going to put blood in our mouths that is not safe for the mouth. Like I just said, the one that I'm holding up is uh, safe for mouth use. The stuff you buy at Spirit Halloween, you're not supposed to be putting that in your mouth or near your mouth. It is toxic. You can poison someone. You can poison <laughs> someone. Um, Literally. And, and just because it's an I eye blood, you might think it like, oh, it's it's okay for internal use. It's not like any every blood no. is like made equal. So any any thoughts about like mouth blood? Read. <laughs> just read the instructions. Read. The same thing if you're wearing contacts. So if you're putting anything in the mouth, assuming that it's supposed to be in the mouth in the first place. So we're just gonna go ahead and assume that you read the label and we are proceeding forward and putting blood in the mouth. Did you ask this person, did they just have dental work done? Did you ask this person, hey, do you got veneers? Hey, is that a fresh crown? Did you just have teeth whitening? Did any? Because guess what? Even if stuff that's not supposed to stain, that's fresh dental work, it's gonna stain. It's gonna stain. Make sure they don't have any retainers in. We used to also use things like at the haunt. <laughs> we used to use things like teeth effects, which is like you could paint it onto your teeth. Very oh, easy. And then yeah. if there was kids with like braces, we would ju- we had bottles of spray bottles with water mixed with um, food coloring that we would just like spray in their mouth, and they would swish around just because it was like just for that short yeah. period of time. So if you want that like dirty mouth look or like red mouth look, just bring a little travel size bottle with like a spray nozzle and with food coloring and you could just spray as you would like it, you know. I love that. Yeah. And I'm assuming that's going to stain like dental work too. So just like, you know, these are things that we need to keep thinking about as we're. Also with tooth effects, with the lacquers, making sure what you're using is also mouth safe specifically with the skin illustrator products because the label oh. for their lacquers is very similar to just like the regular oh, the five of these that are quads they mm-hmm. look very yep. similar so make sure what you're grabbing and what you're buying is the lacquers and not like they make one it looks the same for hair also yep very yep. similar so so now that we talked about blood we kind of touched upon this really quick contacts like contacts are super popular like I wear contacts normally um I bought some cheap ass contacts last year and I did them during a live and I put them in my eye and oh my god I literally was like in so much pain and I wear contacts on a daily basis and I was like what the fuck is this contact made out of so like let's talk about contacts (laughs) they the sclera ones like no, the they were just like, no. regular, but they were cheap. They were like 20 bucks, which I knew I was it's like, I, I knew I was just going to use them for like a video. Like I was yeah. just like, I'm just going to pop them in, pop them out. But the thing is literally even just putting them in for like, They're two painful. Yeah. it was like, yeah. I was like, I can't even like work my phone to take a picture. Mm-mm. So um, a lot of the, a lot of the, the custom ones are made out of some crazy ass plastic. Yeah. Honestly, I'm, I'm saying this like, you know, talking off the cuff. You know, I don't know exactly what they're made of, but Halloween Adventure in the city, RIP, used to sell the best, the best contacts, and you could get them prescribed. Like your doctor could call in, oh, those are the best. I think now Manhattan Wardrobe Supply in the city, and then Alcone now, I think they said they are back up with contacts. But I've never ordered contacts online, so I can't speak to that because I wear contacts. My vision is shot. I don't risk it, so I would not 
refer other people. I think there's, I have two friends who are like heavy contact users. One of them is a cosplayer. So I would ask her like where she got her contact. That's another thing. Cosplayers, before you even look at a makeup artist, ask the cosplayer, what are they wearing on the daily? They cosplayers know. wearing a makeup for 12 hours at a con, ask them. Ask them what's coming. So um, where does one get like um, real like contacts? Like if you're, if you like need them for a costume, you should go see like an actual doctor, right? Cause like you need to fit your actual eyeball. <laughs> go see yeah. your optometrist. I won't, it's good to know that Alcone does that. And so does Manhattan Wardrobe Supply that they'll do fittings now. But no, I no, no, that they do fittings that they just sell the contacts. Okay. I the only people, people that used to do the fittings is they're closed now. So yeah. I always tell people, go see your optometrist because they're going to know best. They also are going to be able to tell you, no, you have this, this, and this pre-existing condition. I don't think it's a good idea for you to put these in your eyes. Someone has glaucoma or something like that, mm. or some sort of tear on their cornea. Cornea. It's not a good idea to wear contacts. Talk to your health professional is, yeah. is my opinion on that. I don't feel comfortable referring somebody people. to get something right. done. Right. Yeah. yeah. So one of my followers um, also messaged me about sclera lenses specifically, Which basically saying that like those you have to get fitted and that those if they are improperly fitted, they can actually suction to your eye. Yes. Um, and also like, you know, scratch your cornea. Any of these can scratch your cornea. And let me tell you, I scratched my cornea once because I slept in, I used to sleep in dailies in college and that shit was the most painful Painful. thing i've ever dealt with i couldn't even drive because you can't you have light sensitivity so you couldn't open your eyes i do not wish that upon anybody so please do not like fuck with contacts (laughs) that you're not actually fitted for and certainly do not like recommend your client to get them unless you're giving them all the disclaimers and also like stay in your lane too makeup artists we are not lens techs speaking from like tv film in general Mm-mm, don't you dare touch an eyeball Mm-mm. and sclera listen i understand that american horror story has like 12 seasons and those black <laughs> eyes look amazing you want to keep your real eyeballs you better leave that alone to the professionals your optometrist is going to know where to direct you yeah because they they make professional grade colored contact lenses or and stuff like that and they'll they'll know question mm-hmm. for either of you because this is something that i don't know i remember watching like um Face off. a lot of yeah, face off, <laughs> face off, and they would, and they were putting the contacts into the actor's eyes. Is that something that like is, is that something you normally would do as a makeup artist, or do they no. usually just put it in themselves? They do themselves. Okay, okay, yeah. got it. Got I'm it. Touch it. The closest I get towards someone eye is makeup. mascara or putting liner on the water. <laughs> yep. And I'll yep. always ask with mascara personally, like with beauty makeup. I always ask them, I'm like, how are you with mascara? Are you more comfortable putting this on or do you want me to put it on you? Because some people are really sensitive. I don't know if you guys do that too, but yeah. I do it with when I curl their lashes. I say, do you want me to curl it? Or like, do you want to curl it? And they're just like, if if they let me curl it, I'm going to just do the mascara. Like we already got past the that mm-hmm. part. So yeah, so like consult your doctor for uh, contact. Another very important thing that I wanted to talk about is like something that's went viral on uh, TikTok recently is rigid collodion. So rigid collodion, I've actually never used myself. I actually had never even seen it until I saw it on TikTok. So I'm going to let either of you explain what it is, what it does, and like how you would use it properly. And because the person I saw using it was like, 
using it and then saying like i don't need to you don't really need to use a barrier spray and then there was like a lot of like people in the comments being like makeup artists here you can get a chemical burn so like that's the extent of my knowledge of rigid collodion so like i'm gonna leave that to you guys what it is how to use it etc christina i'll let you go first because <laughs> I, I get very heated about this <laughs> So, you know, Paige and I were talking last night and we both have very similar photos from when we first started and we both messed with rigid collodion and we almost permanently both scarred ourselves because of the wrong information that was out there. So my opinion is no one should be using rigid collodion anymore. Just saying, putting that out there. I know that we sell it. I know that it's everywhere. Please don't, just don't. Can you explain what it is though? Because not everybody knows what it is. So basically what it is, it's a type of ether, alcohol derivative, and once you place it on the skin, it basically sucks, I'm saying sucks the life out of your skin because that's as dramatic as it sounds. It's sucking all the moisture and it's causing your skin to wrinkle and crinkle up. Therefore, it can create the illusion of a scar. And you know, if you know how to underpaint before you apply the rigid collodion, it makes a really awesome scar, creates a really awesome effect, but it is still a chemical. It's when you open it, it smells like nail polish remover. That is the first flag. If it smells like chemicals, barrier foam, protectant. If that's the route you, if you really want to use this thing, barrier foam. And then patch test. That thing, it's so strong. It is so absolutely strong. And then what happens is that it's never one layer. The enthusiast will go ahead and put on five layers because guess what? It's a over time type of effect. It's an overtime type of chemical reaction. So once you paint on that first layer, it's never going to pop. So you're just going to instinctively put on more, put on more. It's like when we do our, our first makeup that, you know, we think piling on more makeup is going to make the makeup look better. And then everything mm. just turns muddy. So it's the same thing with special effects. Rigid collodion is not the thing that you want to keep layering because the more you layer, the deeper the scar gets. And then if you're not removing that properly, that indentation can actually become permanent. And it's painful if you try to- And it is extremely painful. And the only way to remove it is with acetone. So imagine now you've put layers of some ether derivative on your skin. It is now scarred effect. And now you're putting acetone to remove said scar effect. There are so many other ways to create effects right now. Rigid collodion is not the way because the first thing that people wanna use it on is the face, never the arm, never over here, you know, no, not over here. No, Probably by I, their eye. <laughs> always by know. the eye. Yeah. yeah. No, it is literally. What can I get a scar over the eye? I mean, do you want one literally? Because that's what's about to happen. And you're going to probably lose your eye. Yeah. I've seen and I I did this myself when I was first starting that makeup I shared with you I did like it was the Joker makeup just the scar and I used rigid collodion first of all it was mm -hmm. right by my mouth like the seams of my mouth and I did mm -hmm. like six layers and taking that stuff off I had damage for a little while like I was bleeding I'm very very lucky it did not scar if you're gonna use it a use a barrier foam limit yourself to two layers anything more than that can be really really dangerous yep i'm very glad that and i did not know about it <laughs> can i so after we were talking last night i started this is like really important just like to put it out there into the industry and to other artists because let this be like a testament to you guys to, to the ones that actually read instructions and things like that so there are different types of collodions depending on the brand the only one that i'm familiar with is Krylon. now i believe meron has some sort of scarring liquid that is a type of collodion and their instructions literally say that you can peel it off the skin their instructions for that specific 
product. But then what happens when you get the enthusiast or someone who, let's say your typical headline reader that doesn't, you know, read thoroughly, they just see collodion, they see collodion. It's all the same. I can pull it off. I don't, I, seeing that one product with the scarring liquid is the first time that I've ever seen instructions to say that you can actually peel it off. Mm-hmm. And it made me think like, oh, I wonder if this is like one of those things that feed into that, you know, that one person reads these instructions and then passes that along, but not all products are made equal, you know? It's like box cake. Are you, do you bake one box cake and you assume that it's the same thing for every other brand of box cake? Are you going to read the directions Uh, every time for every different brand? Because I, I'm a direct, that's just me. Read the directions. (laughs) I don't. And that's why I'm glad that I never knew about this (laughs) because I like, I, I really don't, if we're making scars, like, I feel like the, the easiest way to make scars that I found when I first is third degree. I mean, third degree is kind of pricey, but like that I did like a similar, like Joker kind of like Cheshire grin scar thing. Um, Mm -hmm. and it was so easy with that. And like that you can, I mean, that you can take. Yeah. Yeah. But see, like third degree degree. is, as do I, third degree is one of those products that's a silicone part a part b for anyone who's listening and you can make your own prospect you, oh my god you can make scars you can make keloids you can make a, a wound you can make oh burns are gorgeous absolutely gorgeous for third degree but i feel like it's misleading because they come in like these itty bitty jars they yeah. don't have anything so mm-hmm. little and what happens is that we all look at it and it's like that's such a little bit of product but it just a little bit goes a long yeah. way if you really want to invest in, if you're listening, if you really want to invest in making like your your own special effects or like really getting into it, I highly recommend uh, investing in third degree. And they make different types. There's, there's a Shades, paste yeah, version yeah. and then there's a pourable, I think, which like if you're getting into more advanced stuff and you're running small prosthetics, you can use the pourable as well. Mm-hmm. Cool. It's great. It's a versatile product. I think like the one last thing that I kind of wanted to just like touch upon, at least for me, and like I know you guys also brought some notes, but like as far as like using scissors, using anything sharp, if you're if you're making a makeup, like I feel like this shouldn't be like a PSA, but like please don't cut up a Coke can and put it on your face. Please do not use pins or needles, like real ones, and like stick them on yourself or on a client. Please, when you're doing like a bald cap and you're cutting out the ear holes, why are we using like kitchen scissors? These should be without saying, but these are the things that I see on social media and I feel like- Scissors? Wait, why are we using tips on a bald, what? I don't know. I've seen I, it. So I feel scared. like I've around seen Around the ears, I've seen it. Around the ears. No. And I'm like, you could just use, even if you're just using like, I use like your eyebrow razor, like- or Even like a pointy tweezer, just poke very yeah. carefully. Yeah. You just take a Q-tip with some acetone yeah, or a pin. Drop it and you let it burn. Yeah. Well, I use like a latex one, like the thick. Oh. Gotcha. <laughs> the cheap for one. The, <laughs> the vinyl ones, you can use the acetone. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for clarifying, Rachel. You are on the right path. Carry on, the lady. Carry Anyways, on. Anyways, no, but that's that's that was like the last point I think I wanted to make as far as a PSA goes. Yeah. Do you guys have anything else? Like, I know I know you guys like read up on this and like you guys like well you prepared for this. Obviously, you guys do this on a regular basis for work. Was there any any other like burning issues or like things you've seen that you really want to like make sure that people know while we have while we have them? I think a big one is knowing what you can mix and cannot mix. So if you're doing a makeup and you're using, you cannot mix silicone 
and latex. They will break each other down and it's just, it's not going to work. So if you're using third degree for one effect on a part of a face or a body part, you can't go and then use um, latex and cotton or whatnot as well. Or if you're using foam latex prosthetics, you need to use like a vinyl bald cap, stuff like that. Just stick with one and use that for that specific makeup and then also to kind of go back to what you said about things near the eye i don't want to like fear monger but it makes me again so nervous i see people taking like cans and putting them near the eye or like literal scissors like going back to kitchen scissors and like sticking it in like a a homemade like latex prosthetic or something if you trip and you fall oh my god yeah like just be mindful. And if you're using things near the eye, do your research. There are things that look sharp, that they're they're blunt. There's a base that you can get from like prop shops or that are specifically made for special effects. They make fake glass shards that are literally made of silicone. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yep. Or sugar um, glass or like. Yeah. Just do, do your research and don't just like take a can because you can injure yourself, you can injure your client. Just be safe, everyone. I think my takeaway is please invest in barrier foams. Yes. Spend that extra $20, get some sort of protectant barrier to put on your clients. Even if you're just starting out, it's not worth it. You know, you're saving money on whatever it is on makeup. You're going to lose it if somebody gets an allergic reaction and they point the finger back at you. Highly recommend, you know, special effects education. I don't, if I can say this, Rachel, like Stan Winston online is probably yeah, still to this day one of yeah one of the best education uh, resources available i'm actually i don't like online classes stan winston and i think beauty masterclass are I was the gonna only say two beauty masterclass yeah those are the two online resources anyone has access to and these are by actual special effects professionals that's who you want to learn from the people that are actually out there doing this and they'll show you even to do it the most simplest of ways. So it doesn't mean you have to be working in TV film. If you're starting out for Halloween, they start off in the most basic aspect. Invest, do the seven-day trial, give it a shot. If you want to do injuries and you want to do prosthetics, Tinsley transfers, water tattoo transfers, easy peasy. Do not get those confused with male products or out of kit. Mm-hmm. One is water. The other one is with acetone. Make sure that you read these instructions. Just because something's a tattoo transfer, not all of them are the same, especially for Halloween That's and barrier foam. Like, Let's go back to the barrier foam. Barrier foam and read instructions. Please. I think that like you brought up a great point. There's like, you know, again, know where your skill set lies, like be honest with yourself. You can achieve the same, not the same look. You could achieve this, a similar effect using just makeup. Like, you know, making a scar with just like shadow, like cream eyeshadows and like just making shadows and highlights. Then your next step, you could make, um, you could do liquid latex and cotton. Then you could do a prosthetic or Mm -hmm. rigid collodion. Like there's different like levels. So like try to like do your due diligence and like do not skip steps. If you do, it just, you know, it's just not the safest thing to do. And certainly do it on yourself and not a client. <laughs> like, also, you're going to save money that way too. If you, you start at the beginning, like, start like right. Rachel said, start with just 
cream makeups and shading and highlight, then go to liquid latex and then silicone because the farther you get into it, the more expensive it gets. And it's expensive. Yeah, if you're yeah, like me, yeah. I hyperfixate and I want to do all the things with all the premium products with any hobby or anything I do really quick, but like pause and be like, okay, let's try this. Let's see if I like this, kind of get a feel for this and then yeah. move on and then read the instructions. Yeah. But, so I guess we're like kind of like wrapping it up. I hope this was like helpful to you, Biddies, like listening that now you have like a little bit more of a grasp of like where you should be able to start things that you would want to do things you wouldn't want to do and i hope that like everybody um invests in a good barrier spray barrier foam this halloween and yeah. also reads i think reads the instructions uh would be my takeaway is just read read the bottle yeah because this Halloween, we want to all be safe. We want to all have our vision. We don't want to be in the hospital and we don't want to have like a client suing us going yeah. into 2023. So yeah. Yeah. that being said, um, I know we've <laughs> talked about so much this episode, but usually before I like sign off, we usually like have um, our guests say, like if you have any parting words, I know you guys kind of like already kind of gave your parting advice, but if anything else you want to say to the biddies before you sign off and if you could let them know, where they can follow you, anything else that you might have going on that you'd like them to check out, Paige, you wanna start? I think like the last thing I wanna say, I know we've done a lot of like, this is so dangerous, this and this, don't do this, do this. Also have fun, like be safe, but have fun. Special effects makeup can be really cool if it's done safely and responsibly. And we're all makeup lovers here, whether we are pros or, you know, hobbyists or beauty bloggers, have fun with it. But yeah, read, read the instructions and use barrier foam <laughs> at the same time. What was the other part? Oh, a little more about me, where you can find me. You can find me on Instagram at, I just changed my name. What was it? Oh, Paige Rab Artistry, P-A-I-G-E-R-A-B artistry and then if you're in charlotte north carolina i am also a hairstylist at salon 42 so yeah if you ever need your hair done give me a dm on instagram and yeah barrier phone no i'm kidding <laughs> no but seriously get a barrier phone you guys can find me on instagram it is christina vita underscore artistry I need to shorten that. I know it's very, very long. It's about time. By the time this airs, I think the one thing I want to tell people, a group of us are participating in our annual I Put a Spell on You charity. It is a Halloween charity put together by Broadway Cares. And you can catch the live stream replay on Broadway On Demand starting on October 30th. And I'll make sure that that link is available on my link tree. But that's what I've got going on for now. Awesome. Thank you for having us, Rachel. Yes, thank you so much. Of course. Like I said, like I just hope, like you were saying, like special effects makeup is fucking fun. It's fucking cool. And I hope that like everybody feels empowered to like know. And like also like guys, like biddies, please reach out to me. Like if you have questions and if I can't answer to like, I can direct you in the in the direction that you need to go don't do without asking just yep. yeah just always ask everybody's here to help and have a happy and safe halloween have a busy halloween and we will talk to you next week bye, bye. thank you for listening to the lipstick biddies podcast to receive a special surprise from the head biddy in charge in the mail make sure to drop a review in the app and dm your screenshot to me at lipstick biddies remember you are a badass fucking biddy see you next week <laughs>